we're IMDb for creators, or you can say Wikipedia for creators. Welcome to the business of creators. And in today's podcast, I speak with Evan Britton, the founder of famousbirthdays.com. This isn't just a website, but a treasure trove of data on celebrity and creator culture. In this episode, Evan explains how they collect data. He details how businesses and creators should think about using famous birthdays. And he discloses how some of the biggest creators like Addison Rae and Charlie D'Amelio were discovered on the platform. There is a lot of information packed into this short episode. Before we get into the show, I want to tell you about Electrify Video Partners, a business I co-founded that invests millions of dollars into YouTube channels such as Veritasium. If you want a business partner to grow your YouTube channel or you're wondering how much your channel could be worth, check us out at electrify.video and get in contact. Right, let's get on with the show. So today on the podcast, I'm joined by Evan Britton from Famous Birthdays. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Great. Now, it does what it says on the tin, but for anyone that doesn't know what Famous Birthdays is, can you just explain it? Yeah, we're IMDb for creators, or you can say Wikipedia for creators. Obviously, you can go to the creator social platforms and see amazing content, but we have the boring info, their bio and uh, their headshots and you know, what you would get on Wikipedia, because a lot of these creators aren't on Wikipedia, even though they have millions of followers. So that was kind of a gap we filled in the internet. And so what's the background? Like, what inspired you to create this? 2012 mobile was happening. Seems obvious now, but in 2012, it wasn't as obvious that mobile was going to take over desktop for consumption. And I remember noticing IMDb not having a good mobile experience. And Wikipedia had too much content for mobile. Nothing to do with creators. I didn't even know about creators in 2012. <laughs> so initially, Famous Birthdays was kind of like cliff notes for Wikipedia. But nice. what happened is people started searching for creators that weren't even on Wikipedia. So instead of being like a cool resource for traditional celebrities where they were also on Wikipedia or IMDb, from looking at our internal search data, we saw there was a huge opportunity to be the source of all these growing creators. And that's how we kind of backed into the second vision, which was to build a new Wikipedia for creators. I love it. And so the million dollar question is then, so where do you get the data from? We have a team of 50 plus people. So we do a lot of watching videos to learn about what they do. We also interact directly with the creators all the headshots on our site are licensed either via the red carpet for traditional celebrities or the creators directly, you know, send us uh, approval for them. So it's a lot of manual work. And then users submit edits and updates, which we manually fact check and verify. So it's all manually done and all based on research. And the good thing is that we can see from our search activity who's being search so we know who to add and then our users send us updates on the creators that you know are rising and are getting more uh you know views and excitement so we don't have five million people on the platform you know if this was user generated maybe we would have every creator on the site in existence but it's all based on user demand so we're able to keep it updated given that it's more selective to get on the platform Got it. And how does the popularity ranking work? Is it purely just clicks or is there more to it than that? It's all based on our own user activity. That's the key. I saw recently Margot Robbie was rising. That was happening in movie theaters. 
not on a social platform. So our rankings are agnostic based on the 20 plus million users on our platform each month. So our rankings don't care if someone found someone on Spotify, on Netflix, in a movie theater, on TikTok. It, it's agnostic to that. It's all based on our user activity. And it's an algorithm based on all time and recency to make sure it's not too volatile, but it does catch who's rising. You know, like I saw our trending page the last two days was Jason Kelsey. He's the brother of Travis Kelsey, who, you know, is becoming close with Taylor Swift right now. So our rankings are a good indicator of who's got the attention and excitement in real time. Got it. And can you tell us any stories of any, um, you know, trending creators that you've identified before anyone else has seen them? Everyone. I mean, <laughs> Addison Ray got interviewed by the LA Times and they she, they said, how'd you get discovered? She said, famous birthdays emailed me when I had 250,000 or 300,000 followers. And we knew to email her because of the amount of activity on our site for her, even though it was very early. We did Charlie D'Amelio's first ever interview. And the way we did that is we saw her being searched and we contacted her right as she passed 100,000 followers. And at that point, that was an exciting email for her because it was so early. So that's the beauty of our data and our rankings. It's, it's real time. And it's also for the established stars, we can see who's got continued momentum or who's fall back down. A recent one is Bobby Altoff. She was a TikToker who launched a podcast and she did an interview with a YouTuber and Drake liked her Instagram post. So she DM Drake and asked him to do an interview. And she started to like post little clips from the interview before the interview was even published. And we saw in our data right away that she was blowing up way before it happened. Uh, but now we can see she's slowly tapering off. We're able to see that. Whereas other times a creator like Alex Earl will break out, but they'll continue to rise. And we can see that in our data. Love it. And and how's the business evolved since you kind of created it in 2012? And then here we are, 2023, 11 years later. Well, now we have a pro product. So all these insights I've talked about are important for talent agencies and social platforms and brands. Our website is free. You don't have to log in to use it. We don't track users. It's very agnostic. And uh, we want to make it like a household name or a pillar of the internet. But we do have a lot of more power under the hood. So these other clients can, as I mentioned, we know that Alex Earl is continuing to rise. That might be relevant if there's a company that wants to invest in her. Yeah. Uh, see how I'm kind of pitching our product? As <laughs> I'm good. Uh, so but then also for new creators that a town and see might want to sign them, like Viral Nation's our client, and they've gotten a lot of value because if they want to sign a creator as they're breaking out, they can see in our dashboard who's rising in real time. So that's been a good way for us to diversify um, where, because we don't want to put a paywall in front of our consumers. We want to make sure that we're um, a great experience for them. We don't have a lot of ads on our site because that would detract for the user experience. Our North Star is the users for sure. But the pro product allows us to generate more revenue without affecting the user experience for consumers. Got it. And um, I mean, 
the importance of the data being accurate is is pivotal. Is that all done by the staff or is some of it done by the community? And how do you kind of ensure that it's always accurate in this kind of ever-changing celebrity world? Yeah, I mean, for the ranking, that's all. That's not that's based on our user activity and we can detect um, you know, what's going on there. For the website, it's all manual. Users can submit corrections or updates. The good thing is that our profiles are mobile first. So we Wikipedia might have a, a book on Tom Hanks. We have a mobile bio on Tom Hanks. So it's easier to keep it fact-checked given that. And our community is very active to submit the pencil. So if you notice an incorrect fact on a profile, I encourage you or any listener to click the pencil and we review that when users say, you know, stuff via that process that will manually update so it's a lot of work but that's why we have 50 plus people on the team doing that and you know alexa licensed our bios in part because it's manual and it's fact-checked uh and it's accurate so that's very important wow that's amazing and um if you're a creator or the manager of a creator uh in the creator economy how should you think about famous birthdays well, we directly interact with management companies and agencies to get their rosters to make sure. Now, you need our usually, will someone will get a creator gets added to our platform once they pass 100,000 followers? We'd love to add after 10,000, but since we manually do it, we can't. You know, so it also makes our platform more exclusive that creators emote when they get on our platform because, like the New York Times said, it's the status symbol, it's like the new verification. So that happened because of uh you know because we can't add everyone but yeah so managers and, and talent agencies will email us their rosters to update headshots and to make sure all their talents on our platform so they can reach out via to contact us for them at the bottom of our platform to say hey i'm a manager you know i work for this firm here's my email we'll get in touch with them and what's the criteria if you're an emerging creator to be on the platform is there like a minimum threshold that you look at not hard and fast, but usually a hundred thousand. It can vary based on platform, but a hundred thousand is usually a good um, way to think about it. Got it. And what about the traffic? Do you see sort of spikes around certain events um, or times of the year? No, I mean what we're like I said during when the movie Barbie came out, people came to our platform to search that, or when um, when Alex Earl broke out, everyone was I mean or looking up her or Bobby Altoff, like I mentioned. But we have so much traffic that that's uh, more of a real time change. But most of it's just kind of like how you'll go to Wikipedia five times per month without thinking about it. That's what happens on our platform um, in terms of it's kind of like a utility that's always there that people don't realize how much our traffic is because it's almost because we've made it so easy to make the experience clean on our mobile website. We don't even show our logo. So some might say, why are you not doing that? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to show your logo on mobile? We would, but we don't want to bother the users with our logo. We'd rather use that valuable real estate to help them. So there's a reason. And if you go to our website and click the random button, it loads instantly. That's because we're not doing all this ad tracking and all this stuff to get in the way. So we do a good job to kind of be a utility as opposed to a um, a big snazzy platform. Got it. And what's in the pipeline for the future of the, the platform? What have you what are you planning that you can share with us? 
more of the same. We're now in five languages. That's a lot of work wow. to keep that up. But so we're not going to launch new languages. We're in Japanese, Portuguese, Spanish, and French, in addition to English. Um, the pro product, we have an API with the pro product. So companies can actually license instead of logging into our Famous Birthdays Pro dashboard, which you can see at pro.famousbirthdays.com. That's where we kind of show off a little bit of the dashboard and you can submit a form for a demo. But now we have an API as well. So instead of clients logging our dashboard, they can get our insights in their own platform to make decisions on how they attack the creator economy. Um, but we're, we're worried about staying in our lane. Uh, you know, we don't manage talent, all talent. You know, we don't want to go deep with one talent because, you know, we're an agnostic platform for the whole industry. We don't do like influencer marketing deals with them. So we're, the reason everyone knows us is that after 12 years, we're doing the same thing yeah, and we're going to keep doing that. I got it. And what about AI? Like, can you imagine using AI in the business or impacting your business? What's AI? Okay, no. <laughs> Um, AI is valuable when you upload your own data to it. Mm. So we manually fact-checked everything. ChatGPT told me Kobe Bryant went to North Carolina. I'm a basketball <laughs> fan. I know he never went to college. So we're always going to manually fact-check and write the bios ourselves. However, I think AI is powerful if you have your own data, you know, that you want to submit to it to get it to give you insights on it. So we're not really leveraging it right now. Um, and I th I think it's very powerful for certain use cases. But when I, when I looked at the AI, it made me, it validated for me that I'm glad we're doing everything manual. Yeah. Because if it, if it thinks Kobe Bryant went to North Carolina, what's it going to say about a smaller creator with 80,000 followers? Yeah. And as you say, like the accuracy is so important. Yes. For what we do. Yeah. And we were yeah. speaking before and you said you had a good VidCon story. I'm keen to hear that. Oh, it's not one story. I just think that location matters for a startup. Yeah. When, I, I, when we had 12, 13 employees at the company, if we were located anywhere but LA, I could not have afforded to have 12 employees at VidCon. But since we're, it was a 40-minute drive, we all went there. And it was so eye-opening for us to sharpen our vision because A, all everyone there used our site, which was it's one thing to see traffic and analytics platforms. To me, people in, in real world that used the site was validating and motivating for the team and myself. But also for the creators, I remember Jacob Satorius was a musically star who was ranked number one on our site. We would get so much comments how is he ranked above taylor swift and beyonce and our team even internally some people on our team understandably were like how is jacob's stories ranked higher are we losing credibility but at vidcon it was a big convention hall there was teens screaming for his music he was he was his music was the other side of convention hall so i said to the team let's go look at jacob let's watch him sing like he's number one on our site let's check out what's going on and we walked over. He wasn't even there. They were just playing his music over the speakers. So there were screaming teens just to hear him through the speakers. We thought he was there in person. And it kind of validated that our rankings make, you know, have utility. And 
to someone outside the industry, they might not understand why he was ranked above Beyonce and Taylor Swift. But, you know, the fact that we saw that excitement for him just being played through the speakers was, you know, was telling. That's a great story. So before we wrap up, um, what are your predictions for the creator economy moving forward? 2024, what do you kind of expect to see? I think that the short form uh, disruption has pros and cons. Pros is that users want it and there's so many different platforms that you can grow on. Obviously, cons or monetization is lower. So I think the creators are going to have more work to do because they're going to have to manage six different short form platforms versus just YouTube. Ironically, everyone says diversification is so important. I don't want to be beholden to YouTube, but it's a lot of work once you're diversified. Like if you have equal views on five different platforms, maybe you sleep better at night, but you have to do five times the work to get that. Not five times the work, but a lot of more work to get that all figured out. So I don't know if that's a prediction per se, but I just think that's where it's going, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, wise words there. I mean, we live and breathe that every day in our company, tracking short form versus long form content, impressions, and then diversification. And I agree with you. It's not easy, but you know, it is, I guess, the North Star that many creators are aiming for. Right, for sure. So, well, thank you so much for joining us, Evan. I mean, it's fairly obvious uh, how to find Famous Birthdays, but how can, uh, how can everybody get in contact with you if they want to reach out and learn more about Famous Birthdays Pro? Thank you. Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn. So Evan Britton, LinkedIn, as you know, like I'm on LinkedIn. So that's a good place. And then pro.famousbirthdays. But, and I also appreciate the interview. Thanks for having me. This was, you know, great questions. And I feel like uh, we went over some important stuff. So Excellent. thank you. Thank you for joining us. It was fun. So that was the latest episode in the Business of Creators podcast. We've got some amazing guests coming up. So please hit subscribe to join the conversation. And don't hesitate to send me a DM on Twitter or LinkedIn with your feedback about the show.